Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Good people, Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. Man, I'm so excited to be coming to you today as we are uh, getting going here and continuing our discussion on commanding peace in your environment. Man, listen, I have um, really enjoyed just kind of thinking through this whole idea and talking about commanding peace. And, and I got to be honest here. Um, because frankly, as a pastor, as a uh, husband, as a father, uh, as a fitness instructor, uh, just as somebody who interacts with people on a regular basis, I got to tell you, man, if there is something that is lacking in our lives, it is peace. Oh my goodness, man. We as a people have to do a better job of finding that peaceful place, finding our peace. And I'm going to take it a, a, a step further here. We as Christians, come on, man, <laughs> we are supposed to be the people of peace. We are supposed to be the ones who excel in this idea of walking in peace well above that uh, of anybody else. So this this particular uh, series on, on peace that we've been doing has been uh, particularly uh, special and important to me because I want to see my kids be able uh, to maintain their cool and, and, and walk in peace and not allow the anxiety of life and, and worry and sports uh, and school to to put a a hold on their heart and on their mind and on their life in such a way that it it hinders and holds them down. I want to see my wife be able to interact and and maneuver uh, in this world with children and with a husband and as a first lady without being overwhelmed by stress and anxiety and walk in peace. I want to see uh, my congregation and my my church, my members uh, and those who God has assigned to to our church. I want to see them be able to be in the same situations as everyone else, but still be able to maintain peace. I want to see myself be able to to operate and manage as a, a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a friend. I want to I want to be able to manage in all the different uh, roles and that I play and and all the, the the things that I have to do uh, in and around my home and in the lives of others. I want to be able to do that and still be able to sit with God and say, but you know what? I still have peace. I am still, it, it is, uh, as my wife would sing, it, it is still well with my soul. I know you have me, God. I know that you're working things out on my behalf. I can't see it right now. The wind is blowing. The rain is falling. Everything seems rocky, but but I, I just know, God, that, that because you're with me, everything is good and I can maintain my peace. So I really want us to, to really dive into this idea, uh, frankly, just on a deeper level. Yes, on a, a, a deeper, more spiritual level, but also on a more practical level on what it means for us on a regular basis. We've been talking about this, man, and, and in the previous podcast on this topic, uh, we've talked about uh, just kind of looking at God and how he orchestrates, how he maneuvers, his mode of operations, if you will. Now, I want to be careful here because God is God. He can he can maneuver in any way he chooses, all right? He can maneuver however he wants to, and it is only his goodwill and his good pleasure that he reveals something to us of how he operates. And what we've learned from God through the Bible, through the way he creates, through creation, through his operations throughout time, what we've learned from him is that what God does is he will form a situation before he feels a situation. He will form the environment before he feels the environment. 
environment. He will form our hearts before he feels our hearts. He is very orderly in that manner. He he's not going to he could very easily just start throwing things out there and it just floats in thin air. But but instead, he decides that he wants a container for for his blessings to fit into lest his blessings fall on the floor so so within our hearts he wants to make us a container he wants to make us a structure he wants to structure us uh, and and build us up form us in such a way that as he is pouring his goodness his blessings into us we're able to hold and maintain them so so with that idea of how god operates when we start to think about this idea of of peace and commanding peace in our environment the thing we think about and we talk about all the time is it is not about what's around us this makes oh this makes so much sense in how god operates it's not about what's around us it's about what's in us. It's not about how things out there happen. It's about how things in here happen. So so that that by its very definition dictates and necessitates some sort of separation between us and out there. there there's some sort of barrier between us and out there. So so right there we can see the beginnings of the forming. God is is drawing a line. He's he's creating a barrier. He's forming up the sides. He's he's making a wall. He's molding something. He's he's molding and shaping something so that there's something different. There there is a distinction. You can tell, okay, there's a distinction between this and that. Is when you when you're driving across state lines and and when you're traveling, the first thing you see when you get ready to cross that line is welcome to it's, they're letting you know I am making a distinction. You are no longer in the previous state. You have now there's a barrier here. You may not be able to see it, but there is a barrier here. You've now crossed over into something else. And, and what God is trying to do in our lives is he's trying to create the barrier. He's trying to create the walls, the structure, so that as people are coming, like, hold on for a minute, you are no longer where you were. You are now crossing over into God territory. You are now crossing over into spirit realm. You are now crossing over into an area that is protected by legions of angels. You are now coming in contact with something that is not your kin. You are coming up in contact with powers that you know not of. So tread lightly, tread softly. Man, I, will, I almost got to preaching about something else just then. Let me let me pull it back together. But but we gotta understand that what God is doing is He is He is barricading us, so to speak. He is forming us. And and a lot of times we hate that, man. We we always talk about look, look, I want to be free and I want this and I want that. I want to be free. And, and I don't know that we all oftentimes understand that that what freedom means, quite literally, in a lot of instances, what freedom means is to tear down the barriers. No, 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 no. Yeah, I want I want to have some freedoms, but but I don't want my barriers down. I don't want it, it's no different than a fish talking about I want to be free from the water. Yeah, you can be free from the water, but that also means death. So so, so there is something important about the structure and the forming that we don't need to fight against. We need to allow God to form us. There are some things, watch this now, because of the forming, because of the barrier, because of the line that we draw in the sand, because of the, the walls that are built up. There, there are some things that has to stop here. There, there are walls in, in our house. So, so even though um, that th th this is private property, uh, even though people come on the property, once they get up to the walls, there are barriers there that they have to stop and they need entryway to come in. Come on, man. That's a whole message right there. Because because sometimes I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. 
Sometimes the things that's hindering our peace is because we'll fool around and allow the things outside there. We'll welcome them into our home. We'll open up the door. Yeah, y'all come on in. Come right on in. And then we're trying to figure out why we don't have peace. No, man, look, we got to be so careful and so meticulous to allow those barriers, allow those walls, allow those formings to take place so that there is a clear distinction. This is how we maintain our peace. In other words, it's not all about what's going on out there. It's about what I allow in here. So we talked about that, man. We talked about the fact, excuse me, that God forms before he feels he he forms it's about structure and we in a, in a previous podcast we talked about how are you structuring your morning routine how are you structuring your life how are you structuring your time with your spouse if you're married how are you structuring your time with your children if you have children how are you structuring your work time how are you structuring your rest time how are you structuring things in your life to put up barriers, to put up uh, barricades, to have walls so that you don't just allow everything on the inside? It's not about the stuff out there that'll, that'll get us. It's the stuff on the inside that we have to be mindful of. All right. So we allow the spirit to hover. We allow God to come in and form and put up those type of barriers and those type of walls and those type of formings and those type of structures so that we make sure the right things are kept out. And once we do that, now we can get the right things on the inside. So I want to talk about that a little bit today as, as we really focus on uh, uh, what's on the inside. We talked about you have to let the spirit hover. When the spirit comes in, it hovers, it begins to form. And as the forming takes place, then Jesus begins to feel. Now, I want to I want to uh, mention something. And I've mentioned this on multiple podcasts because it's just a fantastic narrative in the Bible. And it gives us so much meat, so much insight, so much uh, that we can really draw and pull from. And it's the passage uh, where we see Jesus on the boat with his disciples. Jesus had been ministering. He had been teaching. He had been working. And he says to his disciples, look, let's hop on this boat. Let's get in here. Uh, and we're going to go over to the other side. I, I got some work over there I need to do. I got some things I need to take care of. Uh, we've done some work here, but let's hop in the boat and let's go over to the other side. And the Bible recalls that once they got into the boat, uh, a furious squall came out of nowhere, man. And these experienced fishermen were losing their mind. They were freaking out. Water was was beating into the boat. The wind was contrary. It was just really a difficult, tough uh, situation. And the Bible records that Jesus was in the stern of the boat, asleep on a pillow or asleep on a cushion. He was he had pulled some some netting or something together to to create a soft place for him to lay his head on and he was there resting. And it's just the ultimate, ultimate example of not allowing what's outside to get inside. It's the ultimate example of how you command your peace. And I'm not going to let what's going on around me dictate when it would dictate how I behave. When it's time to get some rest, I'm going to get some rest. When it's time to lay down, I'm going to lay down. Whatever is going on will be there when I get up and I will be more uh, able to deal with it and to handle it. I just think it's just such a fantastic illustration but i want to submit to you that that actually jesus was doing more and frankly is always doing more than meets the eye he, he's doing more than what meets the eye jesus gave them a instructive he gave them some directives he told them let's hop in this boat we're going to go over to the other side now we, we've talked about this and i don't want to go too deep in it uh right now um, but but we've talked about this. The words that that flow from God, the words that come from the mouth of Jesus, those are not just mere words. Those words have power. They are 
um, creative. They have creative power, but they also uh, carry with them a promise. So if God says something, he's actually promising that that's going to take place. Not so much that he is in his mind intending to make a promise, but the simple fact that because he's God, if he says it, it's absolutely going to be, then that by definition falls into our category of a promise. It's, hey, if if you say it, then, then that's what it is. So, so when Jesus says we're going over to the other side, the one thing we know for certain is that they're going to make it to the other side. Now, we don't have all the in insights on what's going to happen between here and there and all of that other stuff. We don't know all that, but we know when it's all over and when it's all said and done, they'll be over on the other side. But I want to submit to you for just a moment that Jesus is working on something else. I want to submit to you that that the interactions that Jesus was having with his disciples, that um, the, the situations that he was that he had with them, whether he was feeding the 5000, whether he was restoring sight, whether he was lifting up the lame, whether he was uh, raising the little girl from from the dead. I want to submit to you that all the things we see Jesus do with his disciples, they are first and foremost. They are they are Jesus authenticating himself. He is restoring the kingdom. He is putting things back in order. He is doing what he was called here to do all the way up unto his his death when he died on the cross for us. Yes, absolutely. I also want to submit that part and parcel of what he was doing here was forming the disciples. This was his forming of the disciples. Well, what, what do you mean his form? Remember, remember God's creative act. Remember how he maneuvers all of these things that, that we see Jesus, uh, these interactions we see Jesus having with his disciples is him forming them, watch this, so that when they are filled with the spirit on Pentecost, now they can go out and do all that they needed to do to bring Christianity to the masses, to take it out to the world. This is a personal hands-on forming that we see just like when when the bible says in creation where we see um god said let us make man in our image and the bible says that while he spoke the other things he he, he with his hands fashioned man it's such a beautiful illustration and then we see jesus come on the scene and what do we see jesus do we see him fashioning with his own hands we see him fashioning and and building a structure uh, with and around the disciples, in the disciples. We see that. So I want to submit to you that that's a lot of what's going on here. Jesus has been working. They have been seeing him. They have been um, they, they have been in ministry with him, watching him maneuver, watching him act, watching him do all the things that he's doing. And now Jesus says, all right, let, let me let me move out of the way because we, we got to we, we do this in. Um, different different uh areas where when you build something up you test the walls now now i want to be careful here because jesus is not testing the walls for him he's testing the walls for them let me say it again jesus is not testing the walls for him he's testing the walls for them because we'll fool around because we were jesus and think we got, we got it all together i'm gonna let me speak to my spiritual folk for a minute let me speak to my seasoned saints let me talk to the folk who've been with the lord for a long time we'll fool around and think because we've been with the Lord, because we've seen the Lord, because he's done great and awesome and mighty things in our life. We'll fool around and think that that puts us somewhere to where all of a sudden we don't have to worry about our walls. We set, we seal, we good, we know what's going on. And then all of a sudden when a storm hits and things get a little rocky, then we start to recognize and see cracks in the wall. We start to see that the structure is not as strong as we thought it was. And listen, we don't have to go any further than Peter. Peter was the guy. He was the leader of the disciples. He 
was, uh, if, if you could say it this way, he was Jesus's, he was the, the right hand man of Jesus. And we see Peter stand up boldly. I don't care what happens. I'm going to stand with you. Even if it costs me my life. And a few hours later, I don't know the man. I mean, just a few hours later, we see Peter denying. He just said he would die for him. And now he's denying. And, and I'm only, I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not doing any of that. I'm only highlighting this because I need us to understand there is a need for us to see and and re-inspect the walls that we've set up, the structures that we've put in place, our relationship with Jesus. We need to make sure that we hadn't just been around Jesus, but not been with Jesus. And then all of a sudden we got cracks and crevices and we got weak spots in the walls. But, but don't let me go too far there. I, I simply want to to illustrate that, I believe we see here Jesus putting them in a situation to help solidify. He's forming them. And and I think if as a father, maybe I can I can illustrate it better this way. As a father, I have found that it is much easier for me to teach and train my boys after they failed. Because before that, they know more. But before the failure, they know how to do it better than I do. Before the failure, they can handle it better than I can. Before the failure, they are smarter than I am. Before the failure, they got it all together. It's the failure that makes them malleable enough for me to now form them in an area where they thought they were formed, only to realize that the forming wasn't there. Now they need my help. And sometimes I think we'll get to a place in God where we got it all. We good. And then all of a sudden we get in a situation where, like, okay, God, I need your help. I need you to come in. So, so I want to submit to you that, that a lot of what we see here is God doing, is Jesus doing that very thing with his disciples. We see them have ups and we see them have downs. We see them have highs and we see them have lows. And in this particular situation, they should have matched. They should have matched the posture of their master. They should have matched the posture of their teacher. They should have matched the posture of God. But the fact that they couldn't when the wind and the waves are coming and everything outside seems to be pouring on the inside. Now you got to really know what's on the inside of you because it's not just theoretical. Now it's actual and practical. Now the water in the boat. Now, I, I know how to talk. I know what, what they say do when they say, okay, if this happens and then if this happens and then if this happens, I know the process. I know the protocol. I know the steps. Do this, then do this, then do this. But all of a sudden now it's happening. What my what my pregnant women at? Well, what what the folks that that they they tell you now? Look, they, these are the steps that you're taking. This is what's gonna happen, and this is what's gonna happen, and you're gonna feel like this, and it's gonna be painful, and this is when you start to breathe and all that. And you say, yeah, that makes sense. One, two, three. Step one, step two, step three. I got it. And then all of a sudden, the pain hits, and you're like, wait a minute. And and I think what we have to learn here is there is part of the trusting and, and allowing Jesus to structure us that now when things go from, from theoretical to actual, when they go from theoretical to practical, when it goes from a thought to now I'm living it, now I get to know and learn if what I've learned I can actually implement. Now I get to see if I believe what I said I believe. Now I get to see if I'll go when I said I'll go. Now, now that the feelings are there. And, and so all these different interactions with Jesus and his disciples, I believe, is to teach and form. Now, I went a long way to kind of illustrate that, but I hope I hope you're getting uh, the point that I'm going to is that we have to allow Jesus through these different situations and scenarios in our life to show us. We have to be willing to see where there may be 
uh, some cracks, some crevices, some things where Jesus need to shore up and then allow him to come in and do it. So they should have matched the, the, the posture of the master, but they're not. They're freaking out. Master, don't you care if we perish? And then Jesus, we know Jesus gets up and man, why y'all still freaked out? He gets up, he steals the water, he steals the water, he steals the storm, which is so awesome and, and, and so incredible because uh, even if the, the, the water, even if the, the storm stopped, the waves would have still been rocky for hours after that because of the tumbling and, and the twirling of the wind but but the bible says that it was still it gives the idea that the water was still like glass you couldn't even hardly tell that it was moving it was that still that's power man and that's what that's what completely got to the disciples and they like man what manner of man is it what is going on here this this is not ordinary this is just not this is not somebody who can look at the sky and tell it's about to start raining no this is someone who has command this is someone who has control this is someone who knows what he's doing um and it's so important that that now becomes a forming process. Jesus is forming them. Man, why? Come on, guys. Come, come on, man. Why, why do you still have no have, have such little faith? In other words, I've been with you. You've been watching me. You've been seeing this. Why are you allowing there to still be cracks and crevices? I'm, been, I'm, I'm forming that. I've, I put that together. Don't allow it to be broken down. Stay here with me in the faith, man. And I think when we're talking about commanding peace in our environment, guys, it's going to be one of the number one things that we can do. Stay like don't let the outside change our mind about the forming, what Jesus has done, how he's constructed. It. And, 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 and I want to jump to the scripture that we talked about uh, in a previous podcast, too, with, with Paul talking um, to the Corinthian church. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We also carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. Paul is utilizing this 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 jars of clay, these earthen vessels to try and paint this picture. Watch this of the whole forming and filling process. And I love how Paul uses this because what Paul is saying is you need to understand as it relates to us. Now, we're no better than claws than than uh, than jars of clay. We're just these earthen vessels. So so on our own. Oh, man, you got to see it on our own. The structure is not powerful. <laughs> Come on now. On our own, the structure will not hold. You got you got to see this. So so wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, Pastor. You telling me that I need to be formed and I need to to have the structure and I need to have the boundaries and I need to sure up all that stuff and I need to make sure everything is together and everything is right. And now you're telling me that that the, no matter what I do, the structure is not going to be that strong. Well, yes, that's that's what I'm telling you. But but don't don't I can't leave you there. But what I'm telling you is. What you have to do is allow God to form, but know that it's not the outside of the structure that's going to matter. It is what he pours on the inside that matters. It is what it again, what we started this thing off talking about allowing the spirit to hover. That's what's going to form. And then we talked about if you want to, to be able to truly walk in peace, it's not about what's around you. It's what's in you. Now, watch what Paul says. Paul says, even though we're hard pressed on every side, even though we're perplexed, even though we've been attacked, even though we have all these things, we're not crushed. We're not in despair. We make it. We overcome. We are able but I need you to understand it's not because of what's on the outside. It's because of what's on the inside. It's the surpassing greatness of Christ. It's the power of him on us. So now 
because I've allowed myself to be formed, he can feel me. And watch this. The stuff that's on the inside of me is so much more powerful than the boundaries around me that even when you come up against the boundaries, you're not able to make any impact because the inside is so strong. I'm talking about peace, guys. Y'all better hear it. Y'all better hear it. When I when I learn to put Christ on the inside of me, when I learn to structure myself in such a way that I have him, now the things that from the outside that push up against me won't, oh, let, let, me, let me say it, let me say it this way. The stuff that comes against me, even though it seems like that stuff should be strong enough to break me, it's what's on the inside that holds me together. Oh man, oh, come on now. It's what's on the inside of me that won't allow what's on the outside of me to affect me in such a way that I crumble, that I crush. I may not understand it. I may be perplexed, but I'm not in despair. It may come against me, but it will not. I stand, but not in my strength, in the strength and the might and the power of what's on the inside of me. It's the feeling. Oh, come on, somebody. It's it's the feeling. I, I'm going to I'm going to use a little bit of an interesting uh, analogy here, but follow me follow me. There's a, there's a couple of signs. There's a couple of signs. Um, some, somebody had a sign outside their, their house, uh, potentially for, for robbers or somebody who wants to break in. And, and the sign says something like this, my doors are locked, but they're not locked for my protection. They're locked for your protection. In other words, my doors and my walls of my house are only so strong. My, my, my door, while it is locked, can still be breached. But, but what you got to understand is that the door and the walls, while they're only so strong, are really there as a barrier and a sign that you shouldn't try to get in. Because what's on the inside of the house, <laughs> oh man, because what's on, the, the real power, the, the real might, and the real strength is actually what's on the inside. And, and, and you don't want to fool around and breach the outside and find yourself face to face. <laughs> let me leave that alone. So some of y'all, some of y'all get exactly where I'm going there. And, and now, now let me let me bring it to God. Let me bring it to God because I want you to see this way too often. We fool around and have all that power on the inside of us. And then we'll fool around and let the things on the outside of us dictate things to us. No, 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 no. It is the power that is on the inside of us. It is the power on the inside that, watch this, holds us together. Absolutely. It holds us together. It keeps us strong. Though we should have fallen apart, we didn't fall apart. Though we should have been crushed, we weren't crushed. Though we should have been in despair, we weren't in despair. Though we should have been cast out, we aren't cast out. All of that is because of what's on the inside. But don't you fool around and miss this point. What's on the inside is only able to hold us together because of how absolutely powerful it is. And if it's just that powerful on the inside, my God, if we let it out, oh man, if we watch this, man, if we let the power on the inside of us start to flow on the outside of us now, now as Christians, we've done something especially 
especially powerful here. Let me show you what we've done. Now we're not just commanding peace on the inside of us. Now everywhere we go has to be peaceful, not because of the shell, not because of the boundary, not because of the forming, but because of the feeling, because of what's on the inside. Now I'm walking in that stuff. And now everywhere I go, I'm letting it out. So now where it would have been hell, it has to be peace. Now where it would have been turmoil, it has to be peace. Now where they would have acted fool, they got to get out of my way. This is going to a whole new level of commanding peace in your environment. Yeah, I got peace, man. Y'all not finna come in my, I'm going to have peace in my house, but you know where else I'm going to have peace? I'm going to have peace when I go to the grocery store. I'm going to have peace when I go shopping with my boys. I'm going to have peace when I go to the gym. I'm going to have peace when I'm out there on the highway. I'm going to have peace when I'm walking uh, with my boys and, and, and my wife in the neighborhood. Now, all of a sudden, peace is not just confined to where I am. Now, now, now. Not, now peace is not just confined to the inside of me. Now peace is confined to wherever I happen to be. Come on, Jesus. You remember Jesus. Go back to the boat with the disciples. The Bible said that he got up, he spoke peace to the wind and the waves and everything was still. And then they got over to the other side where there happened to be a man who was struggling because all hell was breaking loose on the inside of him. They called him the demoniac. He had legions of demons. But when Jesus showed up, Jesus caused him to have peace. Oh, man. Look. This is this is the type of level of spiritual attainment and growth and maturity and prosperity that every Christian ought to aspire to. That, yeah, I got peace on the inside because I've allowed God to form me and I got peace on the inside because I've allowed God to fill me. But I got peace wherever I go now because I've allowed God, I've allowed that power to spew out everywhere I go. I ain't got to be mean. I don't have to be ugly. I don't have to cuss anybody out. I don't have to call anybody. I ain't got to say. All I have to do is allow the, the great surpassing power that's on the inside of this earthen jar, this earthen vessel, to walk with me and flow when it needs to flow. Now, all of a sudden, watch this. I can't leave this out. Now, all of a sudden, people got questions. All hell is breaking loose before you showed up. How is it that every time you show up, there's peace? Because I brought my own. Because I'm filled with it. Because it oozes out of me everywhere I go. What do we have to do, people? We have to allow those boundaries, those structures, those barriers to be set in our life. Spend time with God. That's how you create that boundary and that barrier. Pray. That's how you create that boundary and that barrier. Fill your mind and your heart with more than just social media and, and the, the newest Netflix uh, show or the newest um, uh, Peacock show or the newest whatever. So fill your heart with the things of God. Let him speak to your heart. Build that boundary around your heart. I'm not telling you not to enjoy those things. I'm just telling you, you can't be filled with them, but you'll be filled with whatever you pour into you. Build the right boundary so you can be filled with the right stuff. Let the spirit hover and fill you up. Now that same earthen vessel is now walking in peace and now commanding peace everywhere you go. Man, look, I pray that something was said today that'll be a blessing to you. I get so excited talking about this peace stuff because it's so real and we need it in our life. My God, have mercy. We need it in our life. We need God to hover. We need the spirit of the Lord to hover. We need Jesus Christ in our hearts. We need our boundaries set. We need to be formed and we need to be filled with him so that his surpassing greatness will be seen in our life. Look, God bless you, man. I pray again that something has been said that'll be a blessing to you. 
If it has, and if you believe somebody could utilize this message on peace, please send it to them. Uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, let them know uh, and, and tweet it out, uh, send it out. Um, share it out however you can get it out man get it out and I just believe God will bless you real real good if we can do anything for you don't hesitate to reach out to us if God has laid on your heart to uh, be a blessing to the ministry you can go to uniquelifechurch.org uh, you can find us on Facebook if God has laid on your heart to uh, to continue to help us in our mission to just be a blessing to the world uh, by donating or giving we certainly would appreciate that uh, and anything God has laid on your heart again I thank you so much I pray that something was said that will be a blessing to you can't wait to get on our mark together on our next episode until then, God bless you, God keep you, and I love you.